Hey, it's Ella and Daddy, and you're listening to the Not Me But You podcast, where our goal is to speak out the truth of the Bible so that our listeners may be encouraged to live in a manner worthy of their calling. Together, we pray that God would use this episode to strengthen and guide you on your faith journey. Without further ado, enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. Today's topic of discussion is love. Um, Before we like get into it, really want to make sure that we put it out there. Disclaimer, we are not talking about the relationship kind of love. (laughs) Oh, heck to the no. We are not going to be talking about relationships. Nor do I think we are qualified to talk about that at this point in our life. as two teenage girls, we're not going to go there. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think we would give you the best relationship advice in the world. Maybe when we're like 40 and we're doing the podcast, maybe, big maybe, maybe, keyword maybe. Anyway, we're talking about love today and more specifically, like what does the Bible have to say about this thing called love? So one of the major verses um, that is used in the Bible to kind of describe and explain what love is, is in 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7. And so Ella is going to read that for us. Yeah, so this verse really lays down a very clear and straightforward definition of what love is. So this says, Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. So a lot there about what love is. Yeah, one of the main things I noticed while you were reading that is what it doesn't say. And one of the things it doesn't say in that verse is it doesn't say love is a feeling. It Rather, it displays it like a verb. Like it's patient, it's kind, it's not arrogant, it's not rude. It's all of these things, but it's not necessarily an emotion. And I think that's because the Bible categorizes love not as a feeling of like, delight you feel for someone of like wow I really love Ella today it is not a feeling I feel towards Ella but rather it's just like this deeply felt commitment to helping Ella be the best person she can be and in doing that I'm gonna go out of my way to help her Mm -hmm. and I'm gonna go out of my way to make sure she feels loved but it's an action it's not necessarily a feeling it is it's serving like it's loving through service yeah I think that is so crazy radically different from our society's definition of love and our society says love is like a feeling of lust towards another person and looking at this verse of being patient and kind bearing all things believing all things that is just it's so crazy how different that is from what I might think that love is yeah I think a lot of I know we said we want to talk about relationships, but a lot of relationships today is like Ella said, I I see this just lusting after the other person and lusting after their flesh. Or even we can say this about like some items or idols we have in our life of like, wow, I love this thing. It's like, well, maybe we're just like lusting over this. And instead, if we had flipped that back on what God says love is, it's seeing the person's needs and putting them before your own. So it's Mm -hmm. going out of your way to make sure your needs are met. Yeah, yeah, and love, like it said in the verse, love does not 
insist on its own way. So it is not self-seeking. It's not this feeling of lust, basically. Um, Like Addie said, it's just putting other people's needs before your own. Yeah, when it says like not self-seeking, in other terms, that'd be like selfless love. And I think we see selfless love so clearly and so beautifully through our Savior and through the gospel message. You know, what benefit really was it to have Jesus die on the cross? Well, the benefit was for us, not necessarily for God. And so we really see that selfless love displayed where it was putting another person's needs above your own. Because I'm pretty darn sure that Jesus's need was not to sit there with two arms nailed to, two hands nailed to a cross and just enduring and suffering pain. No, he was going out of his way to make sure that our needs were met because we are broken and sinful people and we can't be in the community of heaven without him. So that's truly the definition of selfless love. Yeah, like John three sixteen, the famous verse, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. So like Addie said, the biggest picture of love that we have in the Bible is Jesus' sacrifice for us on the cross. Yeah, another verse I often like to turn to is 1 John 4, 8, which says, anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. And so really when we're looking at God and what is what is the essence of this perfection, it is love. I, I don't know how to necessarily explain that because we can't necessarily wrap our little human brains around that, but God is love. So if we are apart from love, we are apart from God. Mm-hmm. Like what is our greatest command? It is to love others. And Throwing another verse out at us is John 13, 3 through 5. And it says, Teacher, which is a great commandment in the law? And he said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment, and the second is like it. You shall love the neighbor as yourself. So our first commandment is first and foremost to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Secondly, we can turn that around and love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah, it definitely, going back to that first verse we said in the beginning, 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7, we cannot do all these things on our own that, you know, the Bible says love is, but we need God to be able to properly love other people. And like Addie just read, that is huge in the Bible. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. Yeah, we can't love people if we don't first love God. Because since God is love, if we are apart from God and we don't know him, we don't know how to properly love. And Mm -hmm. so it's first restoring that relationship on a vertical level. So up and down, I'm restoring my relationship with God. And God is love. And because I've restored that relationship and I'm made whole because of Jesus Christ, I'm able to restore my horizontal relationships. And I'm able to love on others here on this earth because of God who has first loved me. It really makes me think of our big self-love culture now. The whole thing is you can't love others unless you love yourself. Love yourself first. But really, that whole mindset is turning yourself into God. I need to love myself before I can love other people. When the Bible really says that you need to love God before you can love other people. And there's nothing wrong with 
having confidence in yourself and who God created you to be, but it can be really dangerous when you're getting to the point where you're turning yourself into God. Yeah, it's putting yourself at the center and it's putting you in control. And as a Christian, we believe that no, we're not in control. God is sovereign over all and God's in control of my life. So ultimately, like my worth and my identity comes from him. And one of the verses I was thinking about when you were talking about that is 1 John 4, 11, that says, Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought to love one another. And it first talks about God loving us. So because God loved us first, we ought to love. It is our duty to love. How do we love God? We love God by loving on others. And we, like our greatest example of that was Jesus. He was our greatest Mm -hmm. example of how to love. Right, right. And we can love on others because we have God in our lives, because we can't carry out the biblical definition of love without God, like we have said over and over again. Not me, but you. It's all God. We can't do any of this on our own. And love is so essential to our lives. Like you see, just in like psychology classes, I think of how they talk about how important love is for a child Mm -hmm. for it's like essential for their growth as a human being they need to be loved and I see it too working at a nursing home love is essential until their very last breath I mean love is a crucial part of our lives in in every stage of our lives from being an infant until the moment we die We need love throughout our entire life. Yeah, it makes me think about um, kids that have been in foster care or kids that just necessarily haven't grown up with the best home life in the beginning and maybe they lacked that love from a parent or just that um, ability to trust another um, person to care for their needs. And that traumatic start or that lack of love that they experienced really you can see how it shaped their entire life it just I think it really impacts them and it hurts them and not to say that you can't overcome that but it's just obvious how much that that can really hurt people Mm -hmm. it really shows the importance of love from a young age and that never stops it's not like oh after you're past five you no longer need love no we crave that like why are we as a culture, striving after relationships, striving after um, someone to be there with us. In this quarantine, we were all like, wow, this is hard. Why? Because we weren't in the community of people. Mm -hmm. We weren't being loved on by one another. And that's why it was so hard because we felt so isolated. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And love really is crucial in our lives. And it's just so obvious, I think, especially in a nursing home, seeing residents who don't have family members come visit when we were quarantined and they had no family. Like, workers were the only ones who were there for them to give them hugs, to talk to them, to love on them. And it's just so, so important for to have a good quality life, to feel love. Yeah, it really puts a more importance on your job or you feel like, wow, if I'm the only person that they see today, how can I show this person love? That's actually often a prayer I pray some days is 
like, God, I may be the only Bible that someone reads today. So I pray that my actions today would glorify you. And glorifying God is being loving to one another. It's like we said, it's not self-seeking. So it's seeing the needs in another person and it's going out of my way to meet that person's needs. Because when I do that, it's telling that person, hey, I see you. Like, hey, I value you as a person. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, you are worth it. And I'm certainly not God, but it's saying like someone's valuing you and it's really instilling that like, wow, someone cares for me. Yeah. And if you feel like you're not loved in your life, if you're going after relationships or whatever it may be, and you're trying to fill that hole and you're trying to feel loved, just know that the only true love you will ever feel is God's love because we're all human beings and we all fall short and God's love is unconditional. It will never end. And really just seeking after God is what is going to fill that gap in your heart. Yeah. I, like you said, filling that gap in your heart. I always had it explained to me as like, you imagine a bowl and in the bowl is just this little hole. And no matter how much I fill up my bowl, it's never going to be completely filled because, oh, it's just slowly draining from the bottom. And that's like our hearts. So if I'm sitting here trying to fill my bowl or fill my heart with just the things of this world, so, hmm, I don't feel loved. Like, let's go find someone to fill this, get in a relationship, you know, dump water into my bowl, but it's slowly leaking out. Like it doesn't last or hmm, you know, I'm sure I'd be way happier if I lost 20 pounds. Okay, tries to fill it up. Didn't work. And we just find all of these things that we're running to to try to fill our bowl, but it's slowly draining from the bottom. It's like, you know what? It's never going to get full. Why? Because we first, not we, excuse me. No, that's not where I want to go. God first has to fix that hole for us. He has Mm -hmm. to close that gap. And that was done through Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ's death on the cross plugged that hole yes (laughs) i can't believe i just said that jesus christ death on the cross plugged a hole but amen in this analogy (laughs) it did yes yes um i also kind of want to talk about the four different types of love in the bible so i think this is really interesting in the greek translation of the bible there are four different types of love so there's eros storage philia and agape. And each type of love obviously has a different meaning. So eros love is sensual or romantic love, like you would feel in a relationship. Um, That'd be love to like one particular person. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like husband, wife, that type of thing. Yep. Um, Storage is familial love. So the type of love you feel for your mom and dad, your brother, your sister, that sort of thing. And then philia love is brotherly love that unites believers. And so this is like your small group, your church family, your best friend, whatever that may be. Mm -hmm. Um, You feel that connection. mm -hmm. You're like, wow, we share the same beliefs, loving on each other in that way. Yeah, yeah. And then agape love is God's love for humankind. So this is God's unconditional, unending love that he feels for all of humankind. I just think that's really interesting that there's four different types of love because when you mention the word love, you often think of 
husband-wife relationship or parent-child. And you don't really realize that there's a lot of other loves out there. Yeah, I feel like it's a downfall of the English language that we just categorize everything under love of like, wow, I love apple pie the same as I love Ella and the same as I love my parents. It's like, what? Yeah. (laughs) You know, I feel like (laughs) English language people, come on now. (laughs) Yeah, so despite the downfalls of the English language, um, I am going to read here in Romans 8.35, Paul said, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? In verse 39, he says, Nothing will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. And that is just so reassuring and so comforting to know as a believer that nothing I ever do will ever separate me from the love of God. Yeah, so absolutely no sin that I can commit here on this earth. We've talked about it before of like there's not a smaller sin, you know. It's not like a lie is less of a sin than murdering someone. No, they're all held equal. And because they're all held equal and because Jesus has died for every single one of my sins, there's nothing that can separate me from the love of God. Mm -hmm. I am fully whole. I am made clean. My bucket is plugged (laughs) Mm -hmm. because of God and because of this love. Yeah. And it is so hard for our human brains to understand that because we live in this world and all human love is conditional to a point. And we make mistakes and we fall down. It's just overwhelming to know that God loves us because he loves us. There's no strings attached. There's no reason. He just loves us because he loves us, and that's it. Yeah, he created us. It's kind of like a parent to a kid we've talked about before of like, yeah, your kid might do something wrong, but I still love them because of that. And it's because I created this being, I feel this love and this devotion for them. And because of that, like I said, I'm no strings attached. I'm going out of my way to serve and love on that person because I truly care for them. Mm-hmm. And to know that we have a God that truly cares for us, that's that's a personal relationship. And, you know, there's false gods out there and not a lot of them can say that their God is personal, that right. he cares individually for them. Right. Yeah. And I want to mention too, this is a little bit off track, but I have heard so many times in my life, if God loves us so much, if he sent his son to die for us, how come he doesn't just let us all go to heaven? And like we've kind of mentioned before, it can't work that way because God is perfect and he is holy and he would not be a just God. He would not be a righteous God. He would not be a perfect God if he just turned a blind eye to our sin, and led us all into heaven. So that is why it is so important to repent of your sins, to believe in the gospel, to believe in Jesus Christ, and be saved so that you can enter the kingdom of heaven. Yeah, since God is a perfect God, he can't dismiss imperfection. Because if he did, he'd just be like, oh, yep, don't see that there. Mm -hmm. No, perfection can't do that. Perfection sees it, makes it known, but yet he fixed it. Right. And that's the beauty of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I'm just so thankful that God loves us enough to sacrifice his son for us so that even though we do sin, 
he has a sacrifice in place for us so that we can be with him and he can continue to love us. Yeah, one of the things I keep thinking about as we talk about this thing called love is just how broken love is here on this earth. And um, I can think back to some situations where I've really felt love the most and just how amazing that truly felt. It was like, wow, someone really cares for me right now. Or, wow, they're going out of their way to meet this need in my life. And you just really feel special and you feel loved. And then I think back to, okay, this world is imperfect and it's broken. So how much better and how much more full is this love going to be when I get to enter heaven? And I just can't imagine the overwhelming feeling of love that's I'm going to feel when you just get in heaven and you just feel a perfection of love like I honestly think it could hurt like not in a bad way but it'd be like so overwhelming that's like I don't even know what to do but to sit at your feet God and just say thank you I don't it it blows my mind if you like truly sit and think about this of like I've never experienced perfect love what will perfect love Mm. be like someday makes me so excited I am so excited it makes me think of worshiping in church and just when you really feel the Holy Spirit in those moments and you really get caught up in worshiping God and just that tiny little sliver of feeling God's presence is so overwhelming and I cannot imagine being in the presence of God's love. Yeah, like take it and times a thousand and be like, gosh. All the love that we've ever experienced and then like throw us in a pool and like dump more. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so excited. To add to that, if we are truly believing in this thing and we are truly saved and we believe in Jesus Christ as our one and only savior, this earth is the only hell we are ever going to experience. Like it only is going to get better from here. So we can sit here and talk about this like I am so excited for this day and we can live through this suffering of life because we know this is only as bad as it's gonna get but my heart pains for the person that hasn't put their hope and their trust in Jesus Christ because I know that this is this is as good as it gets Mm -hmm. and I've looked around this world and I'm like it's most certainly not perfect there's broken relationships we're not loving everyone or loving one another like Christ is perfectly and I don't know. It pains me to know that this is the best it's going to get for them. Yeah, but it is really comforting as a believer and just knowing where my eternity lies that this is as bad as it's going to get for me. Kind of our key takeaway for this entire episode, we're, you know, tried to launch this around Valentine's Day just because we know that You know, sometimes this isn't a day that everyone loves because they're like, wow, I don't have a special someone. Um, And we just want to let you know, you don't need a special someone. Like, if you've truly, like we said, put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ alone, like, you have this God who is love, as we talked about, like, Mm -hmm. he is love. You don't need the perfect relationship with a boy or a girl when you have the perfect love in God the Father. Yeah, and I know that's hard to take your eyes off of the world and um, to take your eyes off of what everyone else is doing, but kind of back to that bucket analogy of is what they have really filling them up or is it just leaking out the bottom? And 
that might not always be the perfect relationship or the world's definition of love because the world's definition of love is always going to leave us feeling empty. Mm-hmm. But like we said, when we get to heaven and we get to truly experience the perfection of God's love, like that is what we live for. That is what we were created for. Right. And yeah, praise God for that. Yeah. Yeah. And there, like we had mentioned, there are different types of love too. So you can tell other people in your life that might not be your boyfriend or girlfriend that you love them and celebrate that relationship and celebrate that love because it's not all about lovey-dovey husband-wife type of love. Exactly. I feel like my um, my just challenge I would put out there to anyone listening to this episode is just asking them, like, are you loving in such a way that Others can see God through your actions. And if not, what can we change today? What can we change tomorrow to have our actions be more glorifying to God? Um, Like we said, Jesus was our perfect example of a human loving here on earth. And so what can I be doing to model my actions after that? So that's what I just challenge you guys with is, you know, walk away of like, how can I serve someone? How can I put their needs before my own? And like... Let's go out and let's truly love like Christ. Mm-hmm. Like, let's do this thing. Be on mission for Christ together. Yeah. Amen. Well, I think that was all the points I had. I think we hit it. We're good. <laughs> well, guess the love doctors are done today. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Anyways, um... So yeah, go ahead and leave us a kind review that we would really appreciate that. Would that. Really, that would really show us love if you mm. went out of your way and put our needs before your own and left us a comment mm-hmm. and hit nudge nudge. Give us some filial love, some brotherly love. Oh yeah. And leave us a nice review. <laughs> Alrighty guys, thank you so much for listening and we will talk to you in our next episode. Bye. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to our show. As always, we'd like to remind our listeners that we're born into a broken world. With that being said, we're not perfect. And we ask our supporters to always fact check our words and opinions on the one and only truth of the Bible. We would absolutely love to hear your episode suggestions or feedback. Check us out on Instagram by typing not me, but you productions into the search bar. Thanks again for the love and support.